Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today we're going to begin a brand new series that I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you something I'm so excited about. I've written a brand new book that I've been wanting to write for more than 25 years, and it's finally ready, and it's going to be out in time for Christmas. And this is a book you're going to really want to have for this upcoming Christmas season. Look at this. Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger, three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, how far they would have traveled, and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. But when I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. And that's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the timeless story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Friend, I want you to order that book. That book is amazing. I've been working on the material in that book for more than 25 years, and finally, it's in print. And it's not just in print. It is marvelously illustrated. When you see the illustrations, you will be amazed. And the reason I wrote that book is because as I've studied the birth of Jesus over all of these years, I have discovered so many things that no one ever told me. And all of those things make the story so much more miraculous. And I want you to know all of those details, and that's why the book is called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. But you can order yours right now by going online or by giving us a call. And today I'm also beginning a brand new series, which is called These Signs, shall follow them that believe, and there on the cover is a picture of a man holding his crutches rather than walking with his crutches because he's been healed. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, that if you believe, there are signs that should be following you around. And that's what this brand new series is about. Please don't miss one day this week because it's really going to be enlightening. So order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that it comes with a study guide. And this week, we're also offering you my book, which is called Dressed to Kill. Do you have a copy of Dressed to Kill? It's really become a Christian classic on the subject of spiritual warfare and spiritual armor. And if you don't have yours, order yours today. And when you reach out to us, please let us know how to pray for you. 
we believe in prayer and we know how to pray. And we'll pray in faith. God will respond to your need and he'll move. But if you'll tell us how to pray, we'll do a better job of praying for you. But please, reach for your Bible. And now we're going to begin this marvelous new study called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. Oh, I wish somebody had told me that signs were supposed to follow me. I never knew that the Bible said these things. But indeed, Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I grew up in a church denomination where I really didn't know the power of God, but yet it was promised, and it's promised to you. And the word power in Acts 1, verse 8 is the word dunamis. And the word dunamis describes superhuman, explosive power. That's already wonderful, but there's something else. That word dunamis, translated power in Acts 1.8, was the very word used by the Greeks and the Romans to describe a force of nature. When I say a force of nature, I'm describing something like a hurricane, a tornado, an earthquake. And Jesus now uses that same word and says, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you will become like a supernatural force of nature. Just like an earthquake can shake things up, just like a hurricane can blow things away and a tornado can totally change the environment. When the power of God begins to operate through you, God will use you to shake things up spiritually, to blow evil away, to change the environment. That's the kind of power that God wants to operate in me and in you. And there's one more thing. That word dunamis, translated power, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, was the same word used by the Romans to describe the full might of the advancing Roman army. So when Jesus said, you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, it means like you become like a one-man army. So much power is released in you that working through you, the Spirit of God can drive back darkness can drive back the forces of demonic powers, can drive back bitterness, can drive back strife. That's the power that God wants to operate in me and in you. But unfortunately, many churches today really don't experience that kind of power. Doctrinally, they believe in it. And in fact, they could even pass the doctrine test when it comes to the Holy Spirit. But they don't really make room for the Holy Spirit to move in their services. And for the Holy Spirit to move, you have to make room for Him to move. I want to quote to you something that was said by Andrew Murray. Listen to this amazing statement. He said, Men ought to seek with their whole hearts to be filled with the Spirit of God. Without being filled with the Spirit, it is utterly impossible that an individual Christian or church can ever live or work as God desires. God's intention is for us to cooperate with a supernatural movement of the Holy Spirit. And if you study the book of Acts, you find the book of Acts, they really knew the power of the Holy Spirit. They did not have the technology that we have today. They did not have the equipment that we have today, but they had the movement of the Holy Spirit. And that is why A.W. Tozer said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. But if the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would have known the difference. What an unfortunate indictment 
about the modern church, but it's true. We have technology, we have equipment, we have education. Oh, we have so much, but we need the movement of the Holy Spirit. One theologian said, doctrines about the Spirit are necessary and inevitable, but the all-important question is not what we mentally believe, but what we experientially enjoy. And I want to ask you, are you experientially enjoying the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in your life? Hudson Taylor, the great missionary, said, we've given too much attention to methods and to machinery and to resources and too little to the source of power, which is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But the early church knew the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They knew the power of God and the power of God caused the early church to become a spiritual force of nature. They were like an advancing army because they received dunamis. And Jesus wants it to operate in me, and he wants it to operate in you. And there's something else he said in Mark chapter 16. So turn there because this is going to be our focus this week. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, Jesus said, And these signs, signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. If we stopped right there, we've already found out there are supposed to be signs operating in our life, and they're supposed to follow them that believe. Do you believe? If you believe, and if you really believe, then some signs are supposed to be following you. And what are the signs? Jesus said, in my name shall they cast out devils. Are you casting out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. Do you speak with new tongues? They shall take up serpents. What in the world does that mean? We're going to find out this week. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. What does that mean? We're going to find out this week. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. And according to the words of Jesus in this verse, these signs will follow them that believe, which means you are supposed to have signs that are following you around. And the signs are casting out devils, speaking with new tongues, taking up serpents. Again, we're going to find out what that means. If you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. And you're going to lay your hands on the sick and you're going to see the sick recover. Now, my friends, that is a promise to those who believe. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hmm. What does the word signs mean? Well, the word signs is actually the Greek word simeon, which was used to describe the signature that would authenticate that a document was real, that it wasn't bogus, the document was real. And when Jesus here uses this word signs, he says, these signs operating in my life and in your life will be like God's signature on our life and on the message that we preach that we're not bogus and our message is not fake. This is the real deal. We're really believers and we're really carrying the message of Jesus. And these signs will be God's signature in our lives to authenticate that what we're preaching and what we're believing really is the truth. So these signs ought to be following us. But wait, what signs? Again, Jesus said, they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly 
poison. It will not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. And the Lord said, these signs should follow them that believe. Wait, 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 wait. What does the word follow mean? Well, the word follow here is a translation of the Greek word parakaluthio. And it's a compound of two words, the word para and the word akaluthio. So let's see what these words mean and what happens when you compound them into one word because this is the foundation for the word follow in verse 17. The word para, the first part of the word, means alongside, to be near, or to be in close proximity. The second part of the word, the word akaluthio, means to go somewhere with a person as to accompany him on a trip. When compounded in this verse, it portrays one who tirelessly accompanies someone else to constantly be at the side of an individual, to always be in close proximity to a person like a faithful companion who's always at his side. That's what the word follow means. So when Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe, it means these signs should faithfully follow you like they are your companion. They should tirelessly accompany you everywhere you go, even if you're going on a trip, which means these signs that we're describing are not to occur only in the context of a church service or a home group. These signs should be with you everywhere you go. And in fact, this word follow the Greek word parakaluthia was the same word used to describe the way that students would follow their master. Back in the days of the New Testament, when Jesus had disciples, the disciples parakaluthia, they followed him. They stayed in step with him. Wherever Jesus was, they were with Jesus. If Jesus moved, they went with Jesus. And now that word is used to describe the way these signs should be following those that believe. When we move, the signs go with us. The signs accompany us. The signs are to stay in step with us, which means if you're at school, these signs can manifest at school. If you're in the grocery store, these signs can manifest in the grocery store. They will be wherever you are. They accompany you. They tirelessly follow you everywhere you go. You know, over the years, I've had several assistants in Russia who interpret for me and they work with me and people know that if they see me, they're also going to see that particular individual because that person is always in step with me. He accompanies me everywhere I go. That is exactly the idea in this verse, which means wherever you go, these signs should be accompanying you. They should be traveling with you. They should be in step with you, which means you can expect these signs and these wonders to operate in your life. And Jesus said, if you believe, these things will follow you. Wow. So every time you preach, every time you share the gospel, every time you see a need, you should expect these signs to show up. Hmm. But they don't happen just automatically. That's where people make a mistake. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that, what? believe. What does that mean? Well, the tense of the Greek could really be translated like this. These signs shall follow those who have engaged their faith and are believing. 
It means it doesn't happen automatically. If you're not believing for these things to be in manifestation, they won't be in manifestation. That's why many denominational churches never see signs and wonders. They never see these things because they're not believing for them. They've not engaged their faith to believe for supernatural manifestations. But when you really understand the Greek tense, in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it says, These signs shall follow those who have engaged their faith and are believing which means they don't just come automatically because you are a Christian. If you want these signs to show up and be manifested, you've got to engage your faith and be believing for them to be in manifestation. Denise and I have noted over the years that people who really move in signs and wonders are people who have engaged their faith and they are believing for them. They're not just hoping that it happens. They're pressing in with their faith, believing for these things to be in manifestation. And actually, that is what the Greek 10 says. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, these signs shall follow those who have engaged their faith and are believing. So let me ask you, have you engaged your faith to believe that you're going to cast out devils? Have you engaged your faith for speaking with tongues? Have you engaged your faith for picking up serpents? I know you don't even know what that means, but you're going to find out. Have you engaged your faith that if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you? That's a very powerful presence, which you're going to understand this week. Have you engaged your faith that when you lay hands on the sick, the sick are going to get well, they're going to recover just like Jesus promised? These things do not happen automatically. And if you're not pressing in with faith, these things probably will not be in manifestation. It doesn't say that they will follow Christians. It says these signs shall follow them that believe or those who are believing. So what are you believing? If you're not believing for these things, then you're not going to see these things. Again, I grew up in a wonderful, wonderful church. But we didn't believe in these things. I never believed once that I would see the sick healed. I never believed once that I would ever see a demon cast out. I didn't even know what a demon looked like. I didn't believe for these things because no one ever told me these signs were supposed to follow me. But I was saved. But they don't just automatically show up because you're saved. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And again, the Greek means these signs shall follow them that have engaged their faith and are believing for it, are believing for it. So if you want to see signs and wonders, it means you can't be passive. These things don't show up for the passive. You've got to be active. You've got to be aggressive in releasing your faith and believing for these manifestations. So the amount of signs and wonders that you and I experience in our life will be determined by how intensely we're constantly believing for them to be in manifestation. But it means when you pray for the sick, you should have an expectation. Your faith should be engaged that you're going to see the sick healed. When you confront someone that is demonized, you should be expecting, you should be engaging your faith that by the time you leave that person, they're going to be completely liberated and set free. When you find yourself in a situation that requires the miraculous rather than just passively hope that maybe something will happen, you've got to have an expectation and be engaging your faith that you're going to see the miraculous. When you confront someone that is sick, 
rather than just passively say, well, I hope that they get better. They're not going to get better. That's not the way that it works. Jesus said these things occur for those that have engaged their faith and are actively believing. So if you lay your hands on the sick, you've got to have an expectation that when you take your hands off of them, their situation is going to be better and the process of recovery is going to begin in their life. You've got to engage your faith for these things. And unfortunately, many churches today, people are not encouraged to even do these things in fact, many believers have never even read these verses. But the same Jesus who said you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you is the very same Jesus who said these signs will then follow you if you'll engage your faith and believe for them. And these signs are supposed to be following you. They're supposed to be following you, not hit and miss, not every once in a while, but just like an associate, just like an assistant who follows me everywhere I go, these signs are supposed to follow you. They are to be your assistants. And Jesus said, there'll be signs. It will be God's signature. Oh, isn't that beautiful? God's signature that the message you preach is true. God's signature that your faith is the real deal. These signs are God's attestation that you're the real deal, and the message you preach really is a message sent from heaven. We need these signs. Let's not be like others who invest all their time and energy and technology and resources and machinery, but we forget the movement of the Holy Spirit. Even if we have all the technology, all the resources, everything else, if we don't have the movement of the Holy Spirit, nothing really of eternal consequences is going to take place. We have to have the movement of the Holy Spirit. And for the Holy Spirit's movement to be working among us, we have to be like the early church. They didn't have technology. They didn't have machinery. They didn't have resources, but they had signs and wonders because Jesus said the signs and wonders would follow them and they believed it. And because they believed it, they came into manifestation. So today we've seen that if you want these signs to follow you, Mark 16, verse 17 says, you have to engage your faith and be believing for their manifestation. And if you'll do that, these signs will follow you. I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. In Rick Renner's new series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, Rick unpacks the words of Jesus about what kinds of supernatural signs are supposed to follow those who believe. But to see these supernatural signs, you have to engage your faith to see them manifest. God wants these supernatural signs to follow you. But what exactly are the signs? How do you ignite the supernatural in your life? How often are these signs supposed to follow you? And what does that really mean? In this brand new five-part series, Rick clearly shows exactly the supernatural signs Jesus said will follow those who believe and how to activate them in your life. Jesus said if you believe, you will cast out demons, you will speak with new tongues, you will have supernatural protection, you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. And today, we are also offering you Rick's book, Dress to Kill. This 500-page illustrated book is a comprehensive study on spiritual warfare. 
and will teach you how to put on the full armor of God and the importance each piece of the armor plays in defeating the enemy. This book will equip you to keep the devil under your feet and deal a blow to the works of the enemy in your life. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer. This series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, and the book Dress to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project, which was purchasing our Tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in Moscow. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God. And together we did it. We finished phase one. And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free and because of that, the Moscow Church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa and I call this phase three. And I'm asking you today, to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building, and I want to say thank you in advance. Today I began my brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. And we've seen today it's not automatic. You have to be believing for these signs to follow you. And if you'll engage your faith, there are supernatural signs that will follow you everywhere you go. That's why I want you to have this brand new five-part series, which comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called Dress to Kill. The full title is You Don't Have to Take It Anymore Because You're Dressed to Kill, A Biblical Approach to Spiritual Warfare and armor. You need to know about the power of God and the spiritual weaponry that is available for you. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry to help us take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. Thank you so much for being a partner. And if you're not a partner, please become one today. Just go online or give us a call. You can become a partner. We'll walk you through the process. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book, Life in the Combat Zone, and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, which is always two gifts 
we send to everybody who becomes a part of our partner family. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you said, these signs shall follow them that believe. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us divine and supernatural equipment. Help us to engage our faith, not just to passively hope these things happen, but to really aggressively, actively use our faith to believe for the manifestation of these signs in our lives and in our churches. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow when we come back, we're going to see the first sign Jesus said would follow us. It's going to be good. I'll see you then. But please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. <laughs>